Hey everybody, how are you doing this week? I am so looking forward to connecting with everybody out there because there's so much going on in the world and I have been waiting for this conversation with my dear friend, Jim Quick. Not only because he is the world's expert memory coach and also um, brain coach and an expert at all things that comes to focus and mind power, I also have to give you a great congratulations because your book, Limitless, which I have here next to me because it's been my quarantine need here, landed on the New York it landed on the New York Times bestselling list and number one on the Wall Street Journal list, Limitless. I, I'm so proud of this book because as soon as I got it, I, I, I was immediately hungry to find out how are you limitless in a limited world right now. Mm, that's the magic question, right? How do you become this in a limited world? Yes. Hey, we become limitless uh, together. You're familiar with that African proverb, if you want to go faster, go alone. But if you want to go further, we go together. And that's really what we're talking about. We know that you can't, if you have a limited mind, you can't have a, you know, you're going to have a limited life. But if you have a, a, a limitless mind, you have a limitless life, then the, the ultimate limitless resource on planet Earth is human potential. There's no limit. The sky's not the limit. Our minds are the limit. There's no limit to our creativity. There's no limit to our imagination. There's no limit to us being able to come together as, as, as human beings. There's no limit to human determination. And so that's, that's really why I wrote the book, to redraw the borders and boundaries of what's possible in our lives. Jim, this sounds very different from the times today and what we're hearing around us. Not only do we feel limited in resources and information, you know, we, we feel leaderless, we feel afraid, unsure, uncertain, frustrated. It is very healing right now to hear that you believe our mind is still capable to believe anything, to do anything. How, how do you relate this to today's times? I, I know within the cover of this book are the how-tos, how do you how do you believe and activate this when it just feels so suffocating and, and, and so impossible out there right now? I mean, even in the background here, you hear some sirens. I'm coming in from New York City, which is uh, an interesting place to, to be cocooning. Right. I'm using right now with clients the metaphor of a butterfly. The butterfly is a profound symbol of change. It's a profound symbol of going of transformation. And I feel like we're going through a cycle individually and collectively. We're going through a major shift. And I say that when a caterpillar feels like it's the end of the world, it becomes that butterfly. So the question I want everyone to ask themselves is this, is what's the story you want to tell about, about now? You know, let's fast forward 12 months from now or, or two years from now. What's the story we want to tell other people about what was going on in our world and also what was going on inside of our world. Even when we uh, are quarantined or we're cocooning, cocooning is we're, we're alone. We're alone with our thoughts. We're alone with our doubts. We're alone with our fears. We might even be feeling alone. And, uh, you know, all, those, all that stress, it has an effect on us. It, it actually, chronic stress shrinks our brain, which can be a challenge also. And part of the challenge is some people are clinging to a world that was rather than progressing. You know what I mean? And going- Wow. In Wait, this. two major things you just said there. Number one, when mm -hmm. you shrink your brain when you what? Yeah, when there's chronic stress or chronic fear, 
it's actually been, it's been shown to shrink our brains. When you're under chronic stress, it shrinks your brain. And chronic fear, this is a challenge right now with everything, with everything that could be potentially threatening or scary, it actually compromises our immune system. Um, there's a whole area of science called psychoneuroimmunology, which says that when you're under chronic fear, you're always terrified or scared, and our brains get hijacked about what's going on. You know, so you could pay attention that could could injure you or threaten you, and that chronic fear, you know, whether it's individual or it's a race, you know, it could it could compromise our immune system, make them much more susceptible to colds, to flus, to to viruses. And so Limitless really is about giving people resources because it's not a matter of external resources as much as it is as internal resources that we have inside of us. So I wrote this as an owner's manual to not only our brain, but our, our potential in life. Wow. I, I'm connecting something you just reminded me of that I read about racism and that racism is bad for your health. And what I, I was like, okay, well, racism is, is bad for a myriad of reasons, but for your health, I didn't understand. When I read further into this, this, this scientific explanation about what racism does to our system it's not, and, and, and our, our psyche about the outside world, about the, the overwhelming anxiety of what you can't do and what you can do and, and, and how harmful it is to children, you're connecting that right now with the actual feeling of that, like I said the word earlier, suffocation. It just feels like everything closes in. And so that's interesting that you related that to a physical trait that happens to our brain when we are compounded with fear. Absolutely. Fear, stress, anxiety. And so when we're talking about things, everything makes a difference. Even, even someone's zip code you know, makes a difference in terms of what resources, opportunities that they have. Um, even when it comes to food, it, it, it is when they say it's systemic, you know, any issue that's systemic, you know, it's pervasive in all these areas. And most of the time it's invisible. So I created this limitless model, which we could have a conversation about in this episode. And it would be an explanatory schema and framework for not only accelerated learning, but to explain why we are where we are as individuals or as a collective. But, you know, now, right now, I know right now where people aren't able to travel, they're not able to be as social as they used to. What I'm recommending for people right now is just a handful of things they could do to come out of this cocooning as a butterfly, right? Again, because while the beauty is in the butterfly, the growth happens in that cocoon. And in the book, I have this quote from a French philosopher that says, life is the C between B and D. B is birth, D is death, and C is choice. I believe these difficult times, they could define us. These difficult times can diminish us or these difficult times can wake us up and really develop us. You know, ultimately we decide as individuals and as a community, as a nation, as, as, a, as a planet. My God, I, I love that you use the word owner's manual and that you empower us by making us realize that we all have the choice right now because we're all in the same situation, the one thing that we can relate to one another is that we are cocooning and you can look at it like you're just stuck or you can look at the option of seeing it as a beautiful opportunity to, like you said, develop. So if this is the owner's manual to how we can come out of this cocoon developed, evolved, empowered, and, and, and actively helping the situation of our communities around us and, and especially empowering the black community, Give me some practical examples for somebody who obviously needs to get their hands on the book, but what are some practical examples of, of 
taking all that we're we're receiving from information from social media to the news here absolutely the limits of our world but yet that seeing it as a cocoon what can you do to come out and and feel stronger and better absolutely so let's get to it i'm going to give people a number of practical tips and i'll make them all c's so we can all remember them very quickly so if life is about the sum totals of choices that we've made up to this point what are some choices we can make now while we're cocooning to come out stronger and better as an individual and as a society number one i would say clarity i believe clarity is power that sometimes when we're just going through our day right? And, you know, what used to be normal, we're just racing through our day. We don't check in with ourselves, saying, are we driving in the right direction, you know, as an individual or as a society, right? right. Because we're going through our scripts and a lot of stuff that we're doing is habitual, you know, without a lot of thought, we're not mindful about it. We just accept the norm as it is because that's what we've learned. And a lot of what we know is that limits are actually learned and limits can also be unlearned as an individual or as a collective. So clarity, how you find clarity is asking yourself this question, what's most important to me in this moment? What's most important to me in my life? What's most important to me in a career? What's most important to me in my impact for other people? And that will give you your life's values because how do you know what you're doing it all for? Like, why are we doing everything we're doing if it's not to meet those things that are important to us? The second question you ask yourself after you ask yourself, what's most important to me in this contribution, making a difference, um, making the disruptive change. Maybe the second question I would entertain is, are my actions truly aligned with those values? Are my actions aligned? The actions I'm taking every single day aligned? Because some people, they're not, they say that they're burnt out, maybe because they're doing too much, but maybe it's not you're burnt out because you're doing too much. Maybe you're burnt out because you're doing too little of the things that light you up or that, that light up your soul and that make you feel fulfilled, right? And so are, because otherwise you're going to sabotage. Because if you're taking action, you're going to take one step forward and two steps back because maybe those actions aren't actions you should be taking unless they're aligned with who you are as in your soul. Mm. And so that would be the first C. The second C you and I have talked about in the previous episode, which I recommend everyone listen to that, yeah. is care. The second C is care. We know self-care is not selfish. And you mentioned right now, you know, we're under immense amount of stress, immense amount of fear. And I don't mean just physical hygiene, but also mental hygiene. Take care of your mental, you know, wash your hands, sanitize everything six feet, but also control what's going inside of your mind, meaning that it, it affects us, right? And you and I talked about the, this algorithm. I actually thought about it when we had our last conversation is that it's like social media, whatever you engage with consistently, they give you more of. So if you engage with all the cat posts and like and share and watch all those cat videos, the algorithm is going to show you more cats. Well, same thing with our minds. If we always look at what's threatening and what's dark, then our minds has the same algorithm. It just starts feeding you that. And, it, and you should, we should pay attention to what's going on. It's good to look in and shine a light at what's dark. And the challenge is if we live completely there, we go into fight, flight, or freeze, and we're not shining a light because we don't have the bandwidth on possibility. Mm -hmm. Having vision of what the world could look like, right? If we're just looking at, at everything that's wrong, looking at what we can be grateful for, looking at the resources that we have. And so you would control your input, meaning be conscious of where you're going to put your attention because whatever you engage with, you get more of. And so the third C after clarity and care is contribution. I know you're about this. 
you know, we actually met at a, at a for-purpose nonprofit event because I know you're at your soul, you're about making a difference, right? And that's the antidote, I think, to fear. We talk about the detrimental effects of chronic fear and stress. Well, the antidote is service, service helping other people, making a difference. And the question to get that is, how can I take my time, my talent, or my treasure to, to have a real impact on issues that are important right now? Because when you put your attention onto somebody else, you can't be scared for yourself. Mm. You're, you're there to serve. You know, for me, you know, with this book, we're donating 100% of the profits to for children who have zero, to girls who have no access to education, to build schools, provide health care, clean water, and also Alzheimer's research. Because women... Uh, in memory of my grandmother who passed of Alzheimer's, are twice as likely to suffer from Alzheimer's than men. And so contribution, I, I mean, what can everyone right now do? I mean, you do so much, so much. You, they always say if you want to get something done, give it to a busy person. And you're like the most active people I know, but you're also out there making a difference in, in a huge way you know, with all your projects and passions. So my question for everybody is how can you contribute? How contribute. Can you contribute? I love it. My God, so clarity. Clarity, yeah. care, contribution. The, the fourth one I would say is creativity. Mm. Meaning it was during the great plague that Shakespeare was his most creative. He wrote Macbeth. He wrote Anthony and Cleopatra. It was during when they shut down London because of the plague that Isaac Newton had to go home and physically distance himself. An apple fell on his head and he came up with theories of, rel- of uh, motion, the theories of gravity. But what can we create right now, including, you know, whether it's music, the things that light up our soul, a new business, or, you know, create a movement of positive change. And so, you know, the creative mind, even before what's going on, you know, jobs were going to automation, they're going to machines, artificial intelligence, but the future belongs to the creators. That's never going to be outsourced to a device, right? So creativity. And then finally, the fifth C, I would say, is capability meaning that you have your to-do list and we all have a big to-do list, but what's on your to-learn list? What's on your to-learn list? You know, what do you want to read? What do you want to level up on? You know, and social injustice. So there's so much opportunity right now to go, not just in, you know, in, reflect inside through clarity, but also do research and find out, you know, look into history because mm-hmm. history, you know, sometimes hindsight is foresight, you know, the way things have been, you know, we can learn from those things. So we don't make those same mistakes moving forward. And so I would say learning is very important now more than ever. And that's why I wrote a book on how to learn. So if you wanted to study social injustice, you want to study equality, you want to study anything, salsa, speed reading, you know, uh, Spanish, everything is available online now through podcasts like yours and mine or through books or something else. And um, so those are the C's. I would also add consistency because oh, yeah. home, sometimes you don't have the structure. I don't know how you're dealing with this, but your routines are a little bit shifted. You're not traveling as much. You're not, I mean, for me, it's like, are we working from home or are we living at work? <laughs> it's like one, they're blending together, right? Yes. So consistency and routine is so important for people. And then the last C I would say is community. Again, how do you become limitless in a limited world? We do it together because together everyone achieves more and is better off because of it. So how can you create connection? How can you create community? Because it's like I don't use the term socially distanced because you and I are being social right now. 
people are physically distant. I'm concerned if people are socially distant or mentally distant or emotionally distant right. from what's going on in the world. You yeah. Know? I definitely think for me, the one um, prayer I have for everybody is that even though we're socially distanced, that you stay emotionally connected. Mm. That's the major thing that keeps your humanity alive within you. It keeps you flourishing and it keeps you hopeful. And, and I love that with your, your, all your C's, you actually broke down exactly what the book is about. And, and it's even juicier inside because you have the how-tos and very, very simple practices and memorable quotes behind it and to back that up. Um, it's also very empowering to know that when you're watching Jim and you're listening to his words right now, fam, you think, oh, well, he was born that way and, and, and he's got it all together because he's, this is his talent and he, and he was just kind of started out the jump like this. No, actually the truth is, Jim, that you had a, a very difficult time learning when you were younger and you were actually even deemed the boy with the broken brain from your teacher. And you fought against that later in life, by the way, like towards college years, did it come as an epiphany to you, even after a very severe accident where you hurt yourself even further. And so, so when you, fam, when you listen to Jim's words now, I ask you to please go back in the archives of uh, Listen, Honey, and find the podcast. Actually, I'll put a link of it here, the original podcast uh, where Jim shares his story of how he came to build his brain to the powerful tool that it is um, from the most disadvantaged place. Right. I mean, I mean, everybody has different resources. My, 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 my parents, they, they immigrated here, you know, didn't speak the language. My dad lost both his parents at the age of 13. They couldn't afford to feed him where, you know, in Asia came to the United States, lived with his aunt. And, uh, you know, my mom lived in the back of a laundromat that she worked in. And so it's not about it. We didn't have the education or the connections or the language or the money or any of that. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, again, it's not about resources as much as is our galvanizing our internal resourcefulness. And this is the another thing just for everyone to be conscious of right now. I think that we have, kindness goes so far right now in society. I mean, Ooh, that's a hard word. That's a hard word, and that's encouraging, Jim. Tell us exactly how. When you're seeing so much injustice around you and you're seeing so many news flashes of Karens and all these things that are just so hurtful. In a raw form where it, 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 kindness is helping, other, helping others because of that. Because you know, the truth is none of us really know how much someone else is hurting. You know, we could be standing right beside or walking right past someone who feels completely broken, facing the battle of their lives and have no idea. And so that's why, you know, kindness is so important to make a priority with each other because and kindness is free. So, so sprinkle that stuff everywhere. Mm, that's true. That's very true. It, it really, the, the three parts of the book is what I call the limitless model. It's a three-part framework for not only learning any subject or skill faster. And yes, in the book, teach you how to read faster, learn languages, remembering people's names, all the things that would help elevate your life. But really, it's a framework, a lens to look at yourself and look at the world. And it explains why we get stuck, you know, stuck in a certain level of thinking or stuck in a, where we're not making progress. And so I would love to go through the three-part framework really quick because I feel like this is the heart of, of the book. Oh, I, I want to hear all about this. Let's take a break because when we come back, not only do I want to understand the limitless model, but I also, you just gave me a light bulb um, about how I can use this book myself to come out of my cocoon stronger as I look at the world's conditions around me. Stay tuned, guys. We'll be right back.
We are back with Jim Quick, memory expert, brain coach, author of the New York best-selling book here, Limitless, and uh, made number one on the list of the Wall Street Journal. I am so impressed with this book because I have to be honest with you, when I read it, I was overwhelmed and excited about all the practical tips that I knew I could do in my very own home, especially during quarantine. But it wasn't until you just listed all those C's earlier that made me go, wait, this is actually what I need in order to go out there and be the activist that I have inside me, to be the contributor that I want to be to the world. Um, so you were about to go into your limitless model, but I just want to touch on the last couple C's that you, 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 you brought up and see if I can apply this well myself. When it came to clarity and care, you immediately made me think of the, the quote that I love when it uh, says, if a flower doesn't bloom, what do you blame? The flower or its environment? Mm -hmm. And so for me, I definitely learned how to clarify my environment when I got into quarantine, when it came to the social media that, that I was um, focused on, the, the gossip and the things that, that seem really interesting and easy to sit there and scroll through, but really doesn't do anything for your quarantine time. I started to notice that the people I quarantine with are the family and, and it's the hub. And I started to kind of realize which of my friends I spent a lot of time with that weren't as, um, weren't as beneficial for the woman I wanted to be, or maybe weren't as, um, as nutritious for my brain, you know what I mean? When it comes to like the types of energy that you keep around you. And so when I say the environment and the flower, I do want to bloom. And in your words, I do want to come out of my cocoon, the, the butterfly that I am. So I really love that now I'm, I'm realizing in my time in quarantine, I started to clean up my environment, clean up the soil around me by um, spending time quality, reading quality things, having quality conversations with people. My text messages got more thoughtful. Instead of just WYD, it's like, how are you? Let me know a time when I can call you and, 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 and jump in your life or tell me what your kids did today or, or actually be present to listen. So I got those couple C's down. You went down to contribution and consistency. Um, today, we are, over, we are overwhelmed with information, but one thing I do find as a blessing in the wake of now the racist pandemic that, that we're dealing with is we have all recognized we have a massive responsibility to learn more about what we need to understand and unlearn a lot of the things that we've been taught. We also have this massive responsibility to think about what kind of country do we want to live in? How does it look? what things need to change, and how do we activate our privileges to be a part of that change? What, when, what I'm noticing now, I'm, I'm ingesting so many great books about Black history and learning our government, understanding the racial wealth gap, and we talked about systemic racism. But I find, I find Jim, that I have trouble remembering things or learning and, and keeping the information. Yeah. And so how can the limitless model maybe, or how can this book help me to retain information and not be so overwhelmed when I'm done reading so many problems that you don't know what to do? How do I take my information and focus to do the last C's that you mentioned? So let's dig into this and unpack that. Okay. So thinking is good, but overthinking is not so good. Some people will sit and overthink and they will never act and it ceases progress. 
right? Some people have analysis paralysis and they try to keep on, but they never act on something. And so you can learn and learn and learn and be overloaded, but if you don't act on it, nothing is going to be better for you or the world at large. And part of that comes from this overwhelm. And so there's three buckets that I focus on. And part of helping us remember something or is, is simplifying it as much as you can to make it more elegant so it's useful. Mm. And so buckets that I'm always looking for in terms of progress, again, as an individual or as a world. Now, just as, a, as an interesting uh, perspective, in, um, in July of last year, uh, July 20th to be exact, I spoke at the World uh, United Nations on, uh, and it was the 50th anniversary of the moon landing when astronauts landed on the moon, right? We all came together to be able to create that and the world cheered and did the impossible. And I feel like we, we were, were due for one of those moments, right? And it was interesting because I was like the only non-astronaut that was speaking. And I was speaking on moonshot thinking and how to be disruptive and how to be able to affect this change. And one of the other speakers talked about something called the overview effect. The overview effect is a shared experience that all astronauts feel when they leave Earth's orbit and they look back on the planet Earth. And they describe it like an emotional, spiritual almost experience where looking at the earth, you see we truly are one. There are no boundaries. There's no national borders. And it gives people a sense of connectedness, the sense of, of oneness, right? So that perspective is kind of, it's an interesting lens, if you will. I think that everyone should put on like a VR set or at least you know, at least people in leadership and in power should put on that VR set where they can see things from like, you know, the International Space Station and see and get that experience of like, wow, this is, we're all in this together, literally together. Um, that being said, the limitless model will help people learn and remember anything better. And it would be an explanatory scheme of why we're stuck and not making progress in certain areas. And so there are three circles I want everyone to think about. So think about an area of your life where you, you feel like there's not progress, right? Now, now, it could be on an individual level. It could be you're not progressing or advancing in your health or in your relationship or in your career. Or it could be in your impact where we're not making progress at a national level, right? There are three forces that keep us stuck in a box. Because a box, if we feel like we're stuck in a box, has three dimensions, right? And those are the same dimensions that hold us stuck in not not changing policy or even stuck in our minds or stuck in our hearts, or these three things are also will liberate us out of that box. So here are the three forces. And I want everyone to take out a piece of paper and draw this. I want you to draw three connecting circles, kind of like the Olympics. Um, they overlap. So like uh, Mickey Mouse, two yep. ears overlap and a face. Got you. Three M's, three M's. And I alliterate everything to make it very memorable. The last M are going to be the methods. Right, and these are the methods. Now in the book, I teach you methods for reading faster, for focusing, for remembering, for speed reading, everything. The, but also the methods could be how to affect change, right? Through government, through voting, through the methodology, right? But the first thing that you wonder why people aren't doing the methods and they're stuck because there are two circles that need to be addressed first, again, as an individual or as a community or as a nation. The first M is our mindset, our individual mindset or our collective mindset. Now, what What's mindset? It's a set of assumptions or attitudes we have about something. Your mindset could be your attitudes, assumptions about the world, your attitudes, assumptions about what's fair, about what's just, 
right? A what people deserve. That could be your mindset. Um, you're at also what could fall in the circle is what you believe is possible because some people cannot believe it's possible and it won't get done, right? Because they don't have a reference for it or they could believe they're not capable of it. Like, oh yeah, th this is possible, but I can't really contribute to make a difference. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Capable of learning or I'm not capable of earning or I'm not capable of making a difference culturally. Or also in that circle, it's not only what you believe is possible, what you believe is you're capable of is what you believe people deserve or you deserve. Because if you don't deserve, you don't feel like you deserve a fulfilling relationship, it doesn't matter the methods, you're, not gonna, you're still going to be stuck in that box. Or if you don't feel like people deserve to be treated in a certain way, then you're not going to do the method. You're not going to take action. So that's our mindset. The second M that will keep us in the box, you could have the limitless mindset. Believe it's possible, believe you're capable, believe people deserve it, believe everything of what's fair and just, and you can have the methods. But if you're not motivated, the second M, you're not going to do anything about it, right? You're going to be stuck right. in the box. You're not going to pursue that relationship or pursue that education or pursue that career or pursue or, or peacefully protest or vote, or you're not going to do the things because you're not motivated. And so what's the key to motivation? Three keys. This is, this is the key. If you are procrastinating or if you feel the world is procrastinating or your friends are procrastinating, they're not taking action on something they do consistently, either exercising or reading or studying or doing positive change. Three steps. P times E times S3. P times E times S3. So let's do a thought experiment, everybody. I want, to, I want you to imagine the ultimate motivated human being, right? This person will always perform because the evidence that someone is motivated, someone could say they're motivated for change, you know, and Black Lives Matter. They could say they say it, they can even feel it, but if they're not doing something about it and they're not living it, the life you live are the lessons you teach, right? So you need congruency. So what has to be there? Three things. The P stands for purpose, a purpose. And purpose for me is not necessarily life purpose, although I address it in the book. I mean having a reason, a visceral reason to, to, to do this thing, right? To go out and vote, to be able to sign petitions, to be able to help change policies, to be able to peacefully protest, to be able to do the things you, you are, or to learn, to read, to exercise, right? Yeah. You need a purpose, but it can't be intellectual. Here's the mistake people make. A lot of people know in their mind why they should do it, but they don't feel it because maybe it's not affecting them personally. And that's why a visceral example would be like doing it for a better future for your children or for your dad that suffered through it and you want to make that change, like something that you can actually feel and experience that'll, that'll, that'll be something tangible almost that you can picture to keep you motivated, right? Exactly. A purpose is a feeling, meaning that we talked about in the last episode, three H's. Success goes from your head to your heart to your hands. So you could have a goal in your head of income you want to make or the body you deserve or, 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 you know, or change, cultural change in your head. But if you're not acting with your hands, usually the second H needs to be activated, which is your heart. You have to allow yourself to feel two things. Feel the amazing benefits and rewards and pleasure that will come from this activity right? Changing the world in, in a fair and just world or having the body you want or the income or the impact, feeling it. And also, this is where people don't allow themselves to go because they think it's negative thinking, allowing yourself to feel the consequence of what if it doesn't change? Mm. You know what I mean? Allow yourself, like ask yourself this question individually or as a culture or as community, because everything could apply micro or macro. If Everything stays the same for you for five years. If I was to say nothing will change in your life 
for the next five years, your health, your income, your impact, or society won't change, how is that gonna make you feel, right? And allow yourself to feel that discomfort, that unease, because sometimes we get you know, our purpose through our passion of things that light us up, but sometimes we find our purpose through the things that we will not stand for anymore. You know, the things that we hate, because the opposite of that, you know, the things that, we're, that are worth living and dying for, right? So allow yourself to feel that purpose. So on an individual level, it's simple working out, allow yourself to feel the benefits. And also, what's the consequence if you don't do this? You know, or if you don't make a change here, what's, what's the impact it's going to have on future generations, your children and everybody else? Allow yourself to feel it because then that will give you the spark to move forward. So that's the How key. does it affect your original purpose that you are viscerally connected to? to understand the, the, the cause if it doesn't work out or if it doesn't get followed through with. Absolutely. So right. to find purpose, just ask where's the pleasure that will come from following through individually or collectively and where's the, where's the pain if we don't? Helps mm. to feel that, right? So feel the purpose. Now my mind went, okay, we're building the ultimate motivated you know, activist or you know, human being. They're fine purpose, but will they always act consistently? No. Because what could happen is they could be missing the E, and the E is energy. Some people like, could feel like the difference they can make in their own lives or other people, but they lack energy, mm-hmm. resources. Or, so it could be as simple as maybe they have, they're so stressed out what's going on, they haven't slept in three nights, so they're not going to be motivated to do the thing they need to do, to study, to learn, to protest, to, to work. rest. Rest. And rest, that's a great thing. Thank you for bringing that up because – Part of self-care is, is kindness to yourself. Like you have also, you can't give what you don't have. You have permission to rest. You know, you are not responsible for fixing every single thing that's broken. You do not have to try and make everyone happy. So remember to take time for you to replenish so you can go back out there and do the thing you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And so going back to this model, make sure you have the energy, the wherewithal you know, you optimize your sleep, you eat the best brain foods, you lower your stress, you're, you, you distance yourself mentally from uh, energy vampires. Because some people that hold us back are the people that care about us, but they're sincere, but they're sincerely wrong. You know what I mean? And we give them the power, we give up our sovereignty to them, saying, why are you always going out there and being an activist? Or why are you always out there listening to podcasts or reading those books? Whatever. They, they can steal your dream and your, and your drive. And so put that into perspective. So that the energy. And there's 10 things we talk about in the book to optimize your energy so you don't suffer from brain fatigue, mental fatigue, brain fog, so you can go out and do the things you need to do. So energy. Somebody has purpose, they have energy, and I was like, okay, well, they always take action. And I was like, no, somebody could feel the purpose. They could have abundance of limitless energy, but they don't know what to do They don't because it's too big. So S3 are small, simple steps. You need small, simple steps in order to lead somebody, you know, affecting your children, affecting your team, affecting your community. They need, even if they feel purpose and they have lots of energy, and energy can come in the form of, of community resources, money right? That'd be a form of, of energy, right? And, but they, they might not know what to do. So how can you break it down into small, simple steps? Because if you're over, if you feel like this thing is too big, then you're intimidated or you're scared or you're confused and a confused person doesn't do anything, right? So a small, simple step as an example, when you're, let's say working out an hour a day is just too much for someone who doesn't do that. A small, simple step, putting on your running shoes, mm-hmm. 
if you're not going to read, we know leaders are readers, right? If you want to read a book a week, it takes about the average reader 45 minutes a day to read one book a week, 52 books a year. You could learn a lot about the things in just putting 45 minutes. But if you ate a big processed meal or, or you haven't slept in a few days, you're not motivated to read, right? And so how can you break things down in the small, simple steps? So if you want to make, uh, if you want to make social change, you know, what is the small, simple steps you could take right now? And how to find the small, simple step? is the question. Questions are always the answer. Ask yourself this question. What is the tiniest action I could take to make progress towards this vision or to progress towards this goal? You know, what is the tiniest action to make progress towards this goal, this vision, this aspiring? Because we need that. We need that aspiring vision of, of what the world could be, right? And what our world could be. But how can you break it down? Inch by inch, it's a cinch. Yard by yard, it's too hard. Right? People could be overloaded and overwhelmed. And little by little, talk about consistency, little by little, a little becomes a lot. It really mm -hmm. add up. And so that's the motivation part. So now that you have the mindset that everything is possible, that, that everybody deserves it, that they are capable of it, and you have the motivation, the purpose, the energy, the small, simple steps, then you could go to the big process. You know, in terms of what are the methods for making change? What are the methods for being healthy? What are the methods for building a business? What are the methods for reading or remembering things better? Now, here's the aha for everybody. When you're looking at this, they call it a Venn diagram, these three circles, there's overlaps. Where mindset crosses over with motivation, you have inspiration. So there are a lot of people that fall in the category of mindset. And there's a great book called Mindset by Dr. Carol Dweck. And they're motivational speakers, motivational movies, motivational experts, where they cross over, you have inspiration and you have inspiring speakers, inspiring movies, an inspiring book. Inspiring movie will show you like a lot of, you know, what, what you put is on like Netflix and everything and they're making, you know, or on iTunes are making completely free, right? It, they're, they're inspiring. They show you what's possible, change your mindset and give you some energy and drive, but you're lacking the final M, which are the methods. What do I do? Yeah. Right? So that's inspiration where mindset crosses over with methods you believe it's possible in your mind and you know what to do, that's ideation. And you don't want to be stuck there because you're, you're just ideating in your head. You have all these great, these ideas of what's possible and what you can do. And that's why it's important to add motivation. Where motivation crosses over with methods, you have implementation. Yes. And, but we could still be stuck in that box individually or collectively because we're only going to be able to implement as much as we feel our mindset is possible. Because some people don't believe it's even possible because they grew up in a society with, they were taught these limited, limits, literally learned helplessness because of society, of, of media or of marketing or, of, you know, of or, or, or their environment showed them that there were these limits. But the, the, the story of the human, you know, of experience is us overcoming these limits, is having grit, you know, and, and you inspire the person who's listening to this. I know it's tough, and sometimes our struggles lead to strength, but this is a big wake-up call right now for us. And sometimes it takes an external some, something big to be able to shake us out of this slumber, and you want to stay that way, and so you could live. And so my message for everybody is do not downgrade your dreams or your aspiring vision for you or the world to meet this current situation. Instead, upgrade your mindset, upgrade your motivation, upgrade your methods to be able to make it the world that you want. That exercise is so simple in it of itself that it's something that you can even add to. Like when you actually write those things out and, and, and start to 
because you have to get to know yourself and you actually have to really get real with yourself of what really matters and what, and, and what really drags you down. I mean, with each question, I, and I imagine each thing you write in the bubble, you actually kind of have a self-realization of things that you already need to do to kind of clear the clutter of each bubble as well. I love right. that. Because this is the lens I would, I would offer everybody this gift for themselves is whenever you don't see progress happening in your life or in your community, then say, is this a mindset issue? Do people or I not believe it's possible? Do we not believe it's cap- we're capable of it? Do we not believe we deserve it? Do we not, you know, all those things in mindset? Or are people are not feeling the purpose. How can we get people to feel this better through storytelling, through media, through something? Or how do we give them energy and resources so that they have the wherewithal, the fuel to be able to, to persist? Or how do we break it down into small, simple steps because if you give people a list of 50 things that they could do, that's overwhelming. But if you could break it down into small, simple steps, or am I stuck because of the methods that we have? Because the middle part, where all M's, three M's and three I's connect in the middle, that's the fourth I, which is integration. That's my wish for everybody listening and for the world at large, that we are fully integrated. And like inter- integrated, like interval or integral, it means you're whole. Yes. That is just who you are. That's the limitless state. You know, when you unlimit your mindset and unlimit your motivation, unlimit the methods, upgrade the methods for today's world, then you could achieve what other people think is impossible. Mm, my gosh. And even just your combination of purchasing the book and 100% of the proceeds going towards Alzheimer's um, um, research and, and for children who are in the place and position of needing more support and education, like just knowing how to combine efforts like that, that already empowers me. You know what I mean? To, to know that if I purchased a book, I did my part in that area. And, and the small, simple steps I've even been doing is just rethinking how I live on an everyday basis and how I can incorporate black owned business and in, in businesses into my grocery purchases and my home decor and, and, and already little things like that. It actually does. You're right. It makes you feel better already to see that the, the, the way that you align your life with being better, getting stronger along with how you can support the cause and do little contributions contributive things makes you feel better and makes you feel like you're doing something rather than letting the overwhelming looming problem of how do you end systemic racism, for example, to just drown you out, you know? So, so, um, buying this book is already a, a, a big gift to us and then a big gift to others. Break it small, simple steps. If we all do our part together, we could achieve more, right? Little by little, a little becomes a lot. Yes. We could affect the, that, that positive change for sure. Absolutely. Jim, tell us, how do we get the book? What is the best way to go about purchasing the book? Yeah, the best way, I know you have listeners all around the world, is go to limitlessbook.com. We have all the links internationally where people can get the book. And we also give people a a bunch of free bonuses, a book club. So we make sure, I want to make this the most read book. Maybe it's not the most purchased book, but buying a book and letting it sit on your shelf, that's shelf help, not real self-help. So we actually teach you how to read it. You get a bonus program on reading and memory. And and so you can get all that on me on video, coaching you to finish this book and really to apply it. We have two bonus chapters there too, Limitless for Children and Limitless for a community or a team, how to make them limitless. So limitlessbook.com. And I would challenge everybody right now to take a screenshot of this episode and tag Jeannie, tag myself, and share one small, simple step you will take to be able to make a difference in your life or in the life of someone else's. I believe the formula is learn, earn, return. If you're learning, you're earning. And if you're earning, you have to return. 
right? We be so we could do, so we could have, so we could share. And ultimately, that's the, how we feel most fulfilled when we're growing and we're also giving. Yes. And everything in nature grows or it dies, and everything in nature gives, otherwise, it's, it's eliminated. And so I would encourage people to take a screenshot, share your one small, simple step, or maybe one aha you got out of this conversation, tag Jeannie and myself, I'll repost some of my favorites, and I'll actually send a couple copies of the book out to people who do that when shared with other people, because ultimately we were in this together. Absolutely. And I want to double that too. So when you screenshot this and tag Jim Quick and myself, uh, Jim, that's so generous of you to gift a book to um, some of our fam out there. And anybody who does that, I am going to gift a book to whoever it is that you would like me to send a book to. It could be your friend, your neighbor, you know, that ex that needs to learn how to expand his mind a bit. I get it, ladies. So whoever it may be, I I would like to gift that to every person who screenshots the book. Uh, Let Jim Quick know, and then I'm going to reach out to you personally and find a person in your circle that needs to get the book as well. And this this book actually did so it was the big uh, graduation gift for so many people. Yes, uh, to give this you know upcoming generations going into the world, you know, show them that anything is possible, that they could be an agent for real change. My final words for everybody speaking about the butterfly is this: there's something in science called the butterfly effect mm-hmm. that a butterfly flapping its wings in Los Angeles could create a tsunami of change across the globe because of how dynamic systems work, and while uh, you know, pandemic, fear, viruses, racism is contagious. So is positivity. So is kindness. So is compassion. You know, so is wisdom. And so I would say those little things, truly, we never know the ripple effect these changes make in the world. And so I, I appreciate your community so much because even last time in the last episode, there are so many people who are real agents of positivity and a positive change, you know, so that we could be, do, have, share with the world what we most desire and what we most deserve, but have that butterfly effect with the world. And also believe in yourself. When there's a butterfly, you see it on the tree, you wonder why it's not scared when it's so high up. It's not because it puts its trust in the tree, it's because it puts its trust in its own wings, right? And and we have these wings to be, we, we need to right now, looking back to how we're going to tell people what this was like, we need to be more, we need to do more. Right. And then this is the, everyone's call to action to be able to do that. Because when we're on our deathbeds and it's not a pleasant, when we're taking, it's not a pleasant thought, but when we're taking our final breaths, none of other people's expectations and opinions are going to matter. What's going to matter is how we lived. Right. That's going to be the ultimate thing. And so live for that every single day and, and, and move that forward. Oh, thank you, Jim. Everybody, you've got to follow Jim at Jim Quick on Instagram. Also, listen to his podcast, Quick Brain. Do rate and review this podcast because the reason why I had Jim on again is because you guys went crazy for him the last time we had you on. My God, my my stories were jumping off with people tagging and telling me that they were taking cold showers in the morning and brushing their teeth with their left hand. You've got to listen to the last episode to understand what I'm talking about. But Jim, you are such a gift to us. Thank you for sharing Limitless with us. Thank you for the gifts that everybody is about to receive when you screenshot this episode. And Jim, do do keep us in touch with your gram and everything on how to follow you and continue uh, your movement over there. Absolutely. At at Jim Quick, we do all the lives and everything for your students, no matter what age, what stage. And also, Jeannie, I want to thank you. You you are an unstoppable force of nature. You're an inspiring force for good. Thank you for the light that you share and the cape that you wear. Oh, I believe in what you're doing. I love the seeds that you plant, Jim. So thank you. Thank you, everybody. Take care of yourselves out there until we talk next week.